Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. Uh, we are your hosts, Ross Barber. And Marciana Valley. And today we have singer-songwriter Charlotte Erickson, also known as The Glass Child, with us. How are you, Charlotte? Hi, I'm really great, thank you. How are you two? Yeah, very good. Good. I'm well. So, Charlotte, right off the bat, what are three things about yourself that everyone should know? Um, Three things. Well, I think maybe everyone already knows that, but I am kind of uh, obsessed with coffee. (laughs) Like, 90% of my tweets are about coffee. (laughs) Um, Is it true that Swedish people are obsessed with coffee? Yeah, I was going to say, the second thing is that I'm from Sweden, so (laughs) that maybe makes sense. Uh, Yeah, we are are obsessed with our coffee. And third thing is, I am really, really good at inlines. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, uh, I, whenever I go to IKEA, the coffee is the first thing I always want because the coffee is so good. It's at really IKEA. good. Yeah, you would never <laughs> expect that IKEA is the place to get good coffee, but it is. So it's so cheap it too. It's so cheap. I know. It's like one ever here. It's really good. <laughs> it's awesome. So, um, yeah, you've been busy. You've been really busy. Um, because mm-hmm. I've been following you online for probably about two years. And you're always working on something. Yeah. Um, so tell us about, maybe let's go back to your first album. Tell us about kind of how, how that all happened and, and what's been going on. Yeah, so, well, I've released uh, five or six EPs now and one full-length album. And I'm just getting ready to release my second full-length. Um, and so I released my first EP like two years ago, I think, or three years ago now. Um, and yeah, since then I've just been trying to, first of all, just grow my, my following and my, my audience. And at the same time, trying to give them new material all the time. And I guess I'm kind of a restless person too. So I'm always working on stuff and I'm always writing songs and music and, um, I'm moving quite a lot. I, I've kind of been living in a lot of different places the last couple of years and that kind of feeds my inspiration too. So I always have new stuff to tell and, and talk about and stuff. So, um, yeah, right now um, I just released my new single from the, the second album, like last week, and my new album will be out in October. So I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely busy. And you just did a crowdfunding campaign? Yes, yes, through Pledge Music. Um, so I did, to fund my second album, I did um, a pledge campaign um, for, for many reasons. I was just researching all the different platforms first, and I was thinking about Kickstarter or Pledge Music or Indiegogo, and there are so many options nowadays. Uh, but Pledge Music have this really nice concept where it's not just about funding as, as money, but also about engaging the, the whole community you have. And that's kind of my aim with 
with everything I do, most of all, because I think like the first 10 years, maybe as an artist, you should just focus on building your audience. Um, and so I really liked the concept and they were so helpful too and they were so nice and, and stuff. So it was, it was amazing. And I didn't really know what to expect, but somehow uh, I managed to reach 100% within four hours. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, was, was crazy. And then, so after 40 days, I ended up with 249% funded. Um, and it was just an amazing journey because my fans got so engaged and I've never been like connecting so well with them before. So it, it was just amazing. It was great. That's amazing. It must be, yeah, it must be a really good, like really nice feeling to know that, you know, you've asked for something, but then they've gone way over what you expected. Yeah. Um, and uh, your new single, The Fall, which is amazing, by the way. It's beautiful. Oh, thank it's absolutely thank great. And uh, speaking of singles, you're, the lead single from your uh, debut album, I Will Lead You Home, is the name of the single, the album's I'd Like to Remain a Mystery. It was number two on the Swedish iTunes charts. Yeah, it was. What was that like when, you, when, when it hit number two? It was, uh, I don't know, I couldn't really understand it, like when it happened, because I released that first as a single for... Um, as a charity single for a cancer organization in Sweden and so all the profits from the single went straight to that organization so when I released it I, I hadn't really done anything and my, my following wasn't that big either so I was never expecting that to happen and suddenly it just kind of went viral and um, it was beautiful because I kind of felt like I just it was a very simple song that I just wrote by myself in my bedroom, you know, and, and it actually could make a difference for this organization. And I don't know, it felt just felt really, really great. Do you find that sometimes those are the best songs, though, the ones that you don't overthink? They just come out and, you know, you just it's very simple. And like you said, you just wrote it in your bedroom. Yeah, totally. Like there are some, especially on this this new album, there are some songs that I really worked on. Like I crafted them and I worked on the uh -huh. production, you know. But then there are some songs like this one. It's just acoustic guitar in my voice, and I just recorded it like just one take and right. really simple. But these are often the songs that I think people can connect with, like yeah, the yeah. most. So it's good to have that balance. I think. I think if you had a whole album that maybe you, like, I don't know. It's just good to have the different the different angles right yeah definitely yeah and i think it's, it's good for for as a songwriter too to be able to have both because it's yes. you know i can't get bored so it's good and uh, so yeah your debut album was released in 2013 you published your first book empty roads and broken bottles and search for the great perhaps in 2013 and yes. you were named Breakthrough Artist of the Year by Lemon, Lemonade Magazine in 2013. So that was a pretty busy year for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a really great year. Um, I don't know, it's like when I, when I look back at, at the years, it, it feels, it looks like on the paper, it looks like I've done a lot of stuff. But when I'm doing it, it doesn't feel like, you know, it, I'm just enjoying everything. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just It just happens. And it's the same like... Now I have so many ideas and projects and stuff that I'd like to do. Um, and I think as long as you are inspired, you should just keep going. Like you shouldn't stop yourself when you are inspired. Because I also know that there are, you know, months sometimes when there, the inspiration is just gone and you don't want to do anything. So you should like take care of that, I think. Well, as a singer-songwriter myself, I, I'm wondering if you've ever experienced this where the inspiration's gone for a few months and you get a little scared. <laughs> Do you ever, does that ever happen to you? And you think, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then Definitely. you get a first, right? 
there are so many times when like some I go through like weeks or months and I'm like okay so that was it like I will never be able to write a song again you know <laughs> but I think it's it's important those times to not you know some people have this like vision that you should sit down and write every day even though you're not inspired but mm. for me it doesn't work like if I go through months when I just don't have anything to say, I think it's better to just go out and live your life for a while and then you will come back to it and have something to say instead for, of pushing yourself. But yeah, there are like so many times when I'm like, okay, that was it. It's time to get a job. <laughs> but for me, it's been about like four or five years since I wrote a song, so I'm still in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come back, I promise you. Uh, I don't Sorry. know. I don't know. I... I so part of me wants it to come back and part of me is just like I'm okay with that so okay. we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens but yeah uh, yeah but I also think it's good like to have to have that's why I guess I published that book like I'm writing a lot because those periods when I'm like I don't want to write music right now then I can go and write normal or just do something else as long as you stay creative I think yeah exactly it's still about being creative and, and what you said is very similar to what I often say is I think you just need to live sometimes like you maybe have said what you needed to say you know, and you need to go live and have experiences again. And I also think that's what separates someone who is just a songwriter and someone who's an artist. You know what I mean? An artist, I think, is there to express themselves, right? Someone, like you said, that they must write a song every day or they must write through that. It's, it becomes work. It's, it's like you're sitting there, okay, this is my job as a songwriter, rather than, like you said, you just need to express yourself. So if you're not writing songs, you're writing a book. You know, you get, you're expressing yourself in different ways. And I think that's, that's what makes you an artist. You know what I mean? That's one of the, the many things not to pigeonhole it, but, you know. So that's, yeah. I admire that. That's that's wonderful. I love that. And you saw um, some major radio play, too, as mm. with that album. What was that like? Yeah. Did, did you ever hear yourself on the radio? Yeah, it was it was so many strange situations. Like, uh, the, the, the single I Will Lead You Home got some radio plays in Sweden, obviously. But then there were some strange ones. Like, I had this fan in, in Netherlands who just called in and requested my song, a song called Best Part of Me, um, at 3FM, I think it's called. It's like a big major, yeah. And they played it and they added it to playlist and played it several times. And I just sat there and I'm like, what, what happened there? And it was the same, in, yeah, it was crazy. And then it was the same in, um, with a radio station in Germany, a fan called in and like, please play the song. And they played it and added it to the playlist. And then he tweeted me, hey, they played your song. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's beautiful. Awesome. But you've, you've worked on building a, a fan base. I shouldn't say worked, it's, it's happening organically and naturally, but you have tens of thousands of fans. And um, it seems like they're really, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say working for you, but they're really, they're really being part of the, of the experience. And what's that like? It's beautiful. And I think I've made that really clear from the beginning that that's how I want it to be. That um, I've always said, like, we're doing this together. It's not about me. It's about us doing this together. And I, I think that is has been my focus when I'm trying to build, like, the connection with my fans. That they feel like they are a part of what I'm doing. Um, and I think that is what's, that's been so great with the pledge thing, too. Because now they feel like they actually made this album happen like I couldn't do it without them because they have yeah they basically did it so um, and I think when, when you build your connections like that they want to help you and so they will call in and you know request your song or share it or 
or stuff like that and if they feel like they are part of your journey kind of thing then it's just beautiful and it's more fun for me too because otherwise I think I would feel very lonely if I just did this all by myself especially being a singer-songwriter right like yeah it's a lot of sense so what is what are your plans uh, once the album gets launched? I think it's October twenty first, two thousand fourteen. Your new album, "I Must Be Gone and Live" or "Stay and Die," uh, gets released. So what are your plans um, once that's out? I'm gonna try. Well, first of all, I'm gonna try to just promote the album as much as possible. But the whole the rest of the year, I'll be doing a house concert tour. Um, first, I'm going to the UK and playing, and then I'm going through all Europe, maybe probably um i have requests from all kinds of strange countries <laughs> so <laughs> that i didn't even know existed so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun because um, that was um the kind of the stretch goal that i did with the patch campaign i said if we reach 200 percent, i'm gonna take my guitar and go to everyone who requests me to come to their living room um and so yeah it's gonna be awesome because i i've spent so many years now just trying to build my fan base online and i haven't played that much because i didn't feel like it gave anything really uh but now i feel like i want to play more as like a personal fulfillment kind of thing so it's kind of fun have you ever done house concerts before no, not before this, but I've done a few now, like the last couple of weeks, and it's so much fun. It's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful because you connect so personally with, with the people. I just came back from Sweden like two days ago, playing a couple of house shows there, and it's just amazing. Like they bring their friends and everyone buy your album and everyone's awesome. like, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful because it's more like a friend kind of thing. So it's, yeah, everyone's it's really the same, right? yeah totally yeah it's so much fun like everyone's talking about house concerts a lot right now like it seems to be kind of the the new sort of movement and the new direction that a lot of the live shows are kind of going in um but i think it is yeah it's all because of that personal kind of intimate connection and you know you're surrounded by people well if you're the host of the house concert then you're surrounded by people that you like and you care about and you're bringing the music that you like into your home and sharing it with them and I think it creates a whole shared experience that's that you don't really get in a venue if that makes sense yeah totally and I think for me as, as an independent artist um, like going to different especially when I was living in England and in London going to different venues every single night it didn't give anything because you don't get paid and you have to bring the crowd and if you don't have an audience yet in that city there is no one there and often the people who are there are just drunk and they don't care so like playing live didn't really give anything to me so I spent that time building my audience online and then you kind of when you build your audience online I have like one fan in every country you know (laughs) so it's really hard for me to tour because if I go to a country there is no one there that I can play for even though I have like almost 30,000 followers on Twitter exactly so it's a strange thing but when when you do it like house concerts you only play for maybe 10 people but these people they love what you do so much Mm -hmm. and so I don't know it's just it's a concept that really works for me at least um, so, I mean, I read in your bio um, that there was a time that you were, like, sleeping on your fans' floors when you were playing um, in different places. Just from my own curiosity, 
what kind of strange experiences did that lead to um like did you find anything really weird like on a fan's floor or <laughs> you don't have to name names <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious well there were a couple of strange experiences um but you know it was more like because that year um I was in that kind of transition where I didn't make money from my music yet and I refused to take a day job. So I just basically gave up my flat and decided to just not live anywhere. So I crashed whatever I could crash. And sometimes that was at, at strangers places and sometimes with fans that I knew quite well and sometimes not quite well. And sometimes I just slept like at airports, a lot of airports and stuff like that. And so there were a couple of strange things like I met so many weird people but you know these are like memories that I will never forget so it was a lot of fun did you ever wake up with someone just looking at you <laughs> while you sleep <laughs> it happens sometimes because I, I crashed at like some um, bus stations you know there are some big bus stations in England and um, I just like sometimes it felt quite safe especially during the summer so I'm like maybe I can just lie here for a few hours yeah. like and then I woke up someone like pointing at me you can't lie here <laughs> like, okay I'm sorry <laughs> just take my guitar and leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know they I, I yeah it must have looked really strange like a girl sitting there with a guitar and just sleeping <laughs> I don't yeah, know it makes for a good song doesn't it <laughs> Yeah, I wrote so many songs that year. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. So what sort of advice would you give to someone who maybe is in the position right now that you were in two, three, four years ago and, you know, maybe doesn't have a following and is still just starting out? What would you say to them? I say just don't stop because there are so many people who... You know, they they maybe build this project or they write an EP or write an album and then they expect that EP or album to just take them places. And when it doesn't, they're like, oh, my God, I've been doing this for six months and I'm not like huge yet. What do I do? You know, and now I'm sitting here, you know, I've been doing this for like five years now. Like I work on this every single day. I've never had a day job. So I've been working on this every single day, like every minute. And you know, I can finally kind of make a comfortable living of it, but it's, it's hard work and like, and I'm still just getting started. I know that it's going to take maybe 10 more albums to like actually get myself in a position where I feel like people know what kind of music I stand for now. Mm -hmm. And so I say, just don't stop because as long as you haven't stopped, you haven't failed. You just have to just be, keep going and work on your craft and like do something every single day to get you somewhere. Well, that's beautiful. As long as you haven't stopped, you haven't failed. I love yeah. that. That's that's beautiful. Very okay. much. And, you know, uh, you utilize crowdfunding, right? Because you built your following and everything. There yeah. are a lot of people actually that aren't either aware of crowdfunding or think that it, don't realize the benefits of it. You know, mm-hmm. especially out of all the crowdfunding um, platforms you could have used, would you really recommend Pledge Music to someone who's considering crowdfunding? I can only speak good of Pledge Music, like both the the help that I got from the whole team, like they were so helpful and it was just a simple experience. Um, I, I have like, I don't have any experience with Kickstarter or anything else, so I can't really say anything about it, but in like Kickstarter is just about getting the money. 
while yes. patch, patch music is more about the whole project. So it's a bit of a different concept. But I would also like to say that you should, I think that people should be more careful with crowdfunding because it still is a sensible thing asking people for money. Mm-hmm. Like I know that people, pe- there are so many people telling me just like, all the way from the beginning like three years ago like you should do a crowdfunding thing and I knew that you need to show them that they can trust you like before you ask them for money and it took me five years to get to that point when I felt comfortable asking for money so people should be careful with it but when you have that connection just go for it because it can help you a lot all right are you ready for 20 questions yes I'm okay. scared about this because I always mumble when I don't know what to say. It's okay. <laughs> oh no, this is uh, this this will be fun. Yeah, we'll just. Well, it's probably Marcio that's going to be mumbling, giving some of the questions that we've written yeah, here. We're, we're going to try to pronounce some of Sweden's best foods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> be fun. Okay, ready? Yes. Here we go. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meatballs <laughs> or veggies? I'm vegetarian, so veggies. Oh, good job. See the final. Uh, I hate to say CDs, but CDs. Summer or winter? So, autumn. <laughs> London or Berlin? <laughs> oh, Berlin. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Melody yeah. or rhythm? Rhythm. ABBA or IKEA? <laughs> <laughs> Both at the same time. Indie or major? Indie. Rain or shine? Rain. Pickled herring or pea soup and pancakes? <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> Iceland or ice cream? Ice cream in Iceland. Oh, Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? Celine Dion. Saffron's Buller and Pepper Kakor? Or, or Graved Eaks? <laughs> what? Saffron's uh, Berlin, the first one. <laughs> Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. Crop Cocker <laughs> or Gabrora? What? Gabrora? Gabrora? Crop Cocker. Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me, Ross? <laughs> I got the first one. Can you spell the second one? What? G U B B O R. Oh, sorry. G U B B R O R A. What? I have no idea. We'll but just... yeah, I go with that one. Okay. <laughs> Whatever Ricky, that is. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ricky Martin. Whale or kale? Whale. Okay. <laughs> I thought you'd pick kale because you're vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was thinking about the animal. It's a quite nice animal. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bette Midler or the Riddler? Uh, the Riddler. And finally, okay. Ross or Marcio? Oh, you look so pretty, both of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> both of you together like this. Okay. <laughs> she she won't pick. <laughs> that's no, fine. That's a, that, that's a that's a tie. That's a tie. That's a tie. It's our first tie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Oh my gosh, this has been so so much fun. <laughs> do you? I need to get you to pronounce Swedish words more often, Marcio. <laughs> it was it was perfect. You should totally. We can switch. <laughs>
Um, do you have any uh, and do you have any music recommendations for our listeners? Anything that you're listening to right now that they should be listening to? Yes, there is. Um, some of my friends actually from um, from Dublin and. They are um, playing in a band called Slow Skies, and they are they're doing like this kind of dreamy pop, raw music, and it's beautiful. So I want to check them out. And then Charles Simpson just released a new album that I've been listening to yeah. on repeat. It's like so Simpson. good. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I know. I don't know. There are a lot of good new bands coming up right now, actually. Um, yeah, but those are the, the biggest ones, yeah. Very cool. Well, this has been so much fun. We have yes. some technical difficulties that no one's going to know, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, hopefully you'll come back. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Absolutely. Awesome. And, and we can, uh, uh, people can find you online at charlotteerickson.com. Yes. On Twitter, which is... Uh, Twitter.com slash just a glass child. Um, yeah, or just Facebook, everywhere. The glass Instagram. child. Yeah. Awesome. Just search for the glass child and you'll find me. Sounds great. Ross, anything you want to add? I think you've said it all. <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> we just want to we just want to wrap up before before our computer breaks again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Finish yeah. me some Swedish. Say the Swedish things again. Which one? <laughs> the, the. Okay, you know what? Why don't we do this? How do you say goodbye in Swedish? Hey, Dua. Hey, Dua? Okay, yes. but I did it, so it's not that funny. How about, how about we do uh, goodbye? Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, something. thank you for yeah, joining something. us. How about that? Uh, or thank you for listening, whatever, whatever applies best. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Could, pardon? <laughs> uh, so no, well, let me let me teach you something good okay, that you okay. can use. Say um, moons. Moons. Philly. Philly. Baba. 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 Moons. Philly. Baba. Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> Before I, go into I know. Is it? Right? it means delicious. Oh, okay. Moons. Philly. Baba. Yeah. Okay, so you can say that. Interview Best has word, been yeah. moons. Philly. Baba. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Can you finish every episode of that? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, every time you're on the show, we'll do that. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So thank you so much, Charlotte. Thank, thank you. you. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. 
and you're always working on something. Yeah. Um, so tell us about, maybe let's go back to your first album. Tell us about kind of how, how that all happened and, and what's been going on. Yeah, so, well, I've released uh, five or six EPs now and one full-length album, and I'm just getting ready to release my second full-length. Um, and so I released my first EP like two years ago, I think, or three years ago now. Um, and yeah, since then I've just been trying to, first of all, just grow my my following and my, my audience, and at the same time trying to give them new material all the time. and. I guess I'm kind of a restless person too, so I'm always working on stuff and I'm always writing songs and music and um, I'm moving quite a lot. I've, I've kind of been living in a lot of different places the last couple of years and that kind of feeds my inspiration too. So I always have new stuff to tell and, and talk about and stuff. So um, yeah, right now I'm, I just released my new single from the, the second album like last week and my new album will be out in October. So. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely busy. And you just did a crowdfunding campaign? Yes, yes, through Pledge Music. Um, so I did, to fund my second album, I did um, a pledge campaign. Um, for, for many reasons, I was just researching all the different platforms first, and I was thinking about Kickstarter or Pledge Music or Indiegogo, and there are so many options nowadays. Uh, but Pledge Music have this really nice concept where it's not just about funding as, as the money, but also about engaging the, the whole community you have. And that's kind of my aim with, with everything I do most of all, because I think like the first 10 years maybe as an artist, you should just focus on building your audience. Um, and so I really liked the concept and they were so helpful too and they were so nice and, and stuff. So it was, it was amazing. And I didn't really know what to expect, but somehow, uh, I managed to reach 100% within four hours. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, it was, was, it was crazy. And then, so after 40 days, I ended up with 249% funded. Um, and it was just an amazing journey because my fans got so engaged and I've never been like connecting so well with them before. So it, it was just amazing. It was great. That's amazing. It must be, yeah, it must be a really good, like really nice feeling to know that, you know, you've asked for something, but then they've gone way over what you expected. Yeah. Um, and uh, your new single, The Fall, which is amazing, by the way. It's beautiful. Oh, thank it's absolutely thank great. And uh, speaking of singles, your the lead single from your uh, debut album, I Will Lead You Home, is the name of the single, the album's I'd Like to Remain a Mystery. It was number two on the Swedish iTunes charts. Yeah, it was. What was that like when you when when it hit number two? It was uh, I don't know I couldn't really understand it like when it happened because I released that first as a single for um, as a charity single for a cancer organization in Sweden and so all the profits from the single went straight to that organization. So when I released it, I I hadn't really done anything and my my following wasn't that big either. So I was never expecting that to happen and suddenly it just kind of went viral and um, it was beautiful because I kind of felt like I just, it was a very simple song that I just wrote by myself in my bedroom, you know, and, and it actually could make a difference for this organization and I don't know, it felt just felt really, really great. Do you find that sometimes those are the best songs though, the ones that you don't overthink, they just come out and you know, you just, it's very simple and like you said, you just wrote it in your bedroom? 
Yeah, totally. Like there are some, especially on this this new album, there are some songs that I really worked on. Like I crafted them and I worked on the uh-huh. production, you know. But then there are some songs like this one. It's just acoustic guitar in my voice, and I just recorded it like just one take and right. really simple. But these are often the songs that I think people can connect with like yeah, the yeah. most. So it's good to have that balance. I think. I think if you had a whole album that maybe you like, I don't know. It's just good to have the different. The different angles, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think it's it's good for for as a songwriter too to be able to have both because it's you know I can't get bored, so it's good. And uh, so yeah, your debut album was released in 2013. You published your first book, Empty Roads and Broken Bottles, and Search for the Great Perhaps, in 2013. And yes. you were named Breakthrough Artist of the Year by Lemon Lemonade Magazine in 2013. <laughs> so that was a pretty busy year for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a, it was a really great year. Um, I don't know. It's like when I when I look back at, at the years, it, it feels it looks like on the paper it looks like I've done a lot of stuff. But when I'm doing it, it doesn't feel like you know. It, I'm just enjoying everything. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it just happens, and it's the same like now. I have so many ideas and projects and stuff that I'd like to do. Um, and I think as long as you are inspired, you should just keep going. Like you shouldn't stop yourself when you are inspired. Because I also know that there are you know months sometimes when there, the inspiration is just gone and you don't want to do anything. So you should like take care of that. I think. Well, as a singer songwriter myself, I, I'm wondering if you've ever experienced this, where <laughs> the inspiration's gone for a few months and you get a little scared. <laughs> Do you ever, does that ever happen to you? And you think, totally, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, comes, yeah, yeah. But then Definitely. you get it like, first, right? There are so many times when, like, some I go through like weeks or months, and I'm like, okay, so that was it. Like, I will never be able to write a song again, you know. <laughs> but I think it's it's important those times to not, you know. Some people have this like vision that you should sit down and write every day, even though you're not inspired. But mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't work. Like, if I go through months when I just don't have anything to say, I think it's better to just go out and live your life for a while, and then you will come back to it and have something to say instead for of pushing yourself. But yeah. Yeah, there are like so many times when I'm like, okay, that was it. It's time to get a job. <laughs> but for me, it's been about like four or five years since I wrote a song, so I'm still in. The- <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come back, I promise you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I so part of me wants it to come back, and part of me is just like I'm okay with that. So okay. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but yeah, uh, yeah, but. I also think it's good like to have to have that's why I guess I published that book like I'm writing a lot because those periods when I'm like I don't want to write music right now then I can go and write normal or just do something else as long as you stay creative I think yeah exactly it's still about being creative and, and what you said is very similar to what I often say is I think you just need to live sometimes like you maybe have said what you needed to say you know and you need to go live and have experiences again and I also think that's what separates someone who is just a songwriter and someone who's an artist you know what i mean an artist i think is there to express themselves right someone like you said that they must write a song every day or they must write through that it's it becomes work it's it's like you're sitting there okay this is my job as a songwriter rather than like you said you just need to express yourself so if you're not writing songs you're writing a book you know you get you're expressing yourself in different ways and i think that's that's what makes you an artist you know what i mean that's one of the the many things not to pigeonhole it but you know so that's, yeah. I admire that. That's that's wonderful. I love that. And you saw um, some major radio play too, as well, mm. with that album. What was that like? Yeah. Did, did you ever hear yourself on the radio? 
Yeah, it was it was so many strange situations. Like uh, the, the the single "I Will Lead You Home" got some radio plays in Sweden, obviously, but then there were some strange ones. Like I had this fan in, in Netherlands who just called in and requested my song, a song called "Best Part of Me." Um, at 3 FM, I think it's called. It's like a big major, yeah. And they played it and they added it to playlist and played it several times. And I just sat there and I'm like, what, what happened there? And it was the same in, yeah, it was crazy. And then it was the same in, um, with a radio station in Germany, a fan called in and like, please play the song. And they played it and added it to the playlist. And then he tweeted me, hey, they played your song. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. But you've you've worked on building a, a fan base. I shouldn't say worked. It's it's happening organically and naturally. But you have tens of thousands of fans, and um, it seems like they're really. I wouldn't. I don't want to say working for you, but they're really they're really being part of the of the experience. And what's yeah. that like? It's beautiful, and I think I've made that really clear from the beginning that that's how I want it to be. That um, I've always said, like we're doing this together. It's not about me; it's about us doing this together. And I, I think that is has been my focus when I'm trying to build like the connection with my fans, that they feel like they are a part of what I'm doing. Um, and I think that is what that's been so great with the pledge thing too, because now they feel like they actually made this album happen. Like I couldn't do it without them because yeah, they have. Yeah, they basically did it. So, um, and I think when, when you build your connections like that, they want to help you, and so they will call in and you know request your song or share it or or stuff like that. And if they feel like they are part of your journey, kind of thing, then it's just beautiful and it's more fun for me too. Because otherwise, I think I would feel very lonely if I just did this all by myself. Especially being a singer songwriter, right? Like, yeah, it's a lot of sense. So what is what are your plans uh, once the album gets launched? I think it's October 21st, 2014. Your new album, I Must Be Gone and Live or Stay and Die, uh, gets released. So what are your plans um, once that's out? I'm going to try... Well, first of all, I'm going to try to just promote the album as much as possible but the whole the rest of the year I'll be doing a house concert tour um, first I'm going to the UK and playing and then I'm going through all Europe maybe, probably um, I have requests from all kinds of strange countries <laughs> so <laughs> that I didn't even know existed so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun because um, that was um, the kind of the stretch goal that I did with the patch campaign I said if we reach 200% I'm gonna take my guitar and go to everyone who requests me to come to their living room um, and so yeah it's gonna be awesome because I I've spent so many years now just trying to build my fan base online and I haven't played that much because I didn't feel like it gave anything really uh, but now I feel like I want to play more as like a personal fulfillment kind of thing so it's kind of fun have you ever done house concerts before no, not before this, but I've done a few now, like the last couple of weeks, and it's so much fun. It's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful because you connect so personally with, with the people. I just came back from Sweden like two days ago, playing a couple of house shows there, and it's just amazing. Like they bring their friends and everyone buy your album and everyone's awesome. like, oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful because it's more like a friend kind of thing. So it's, yeah, everyone's it's really the same, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's so much yeah. fun. Like everyone's talking about house concerts a lot right now. Like it seems to be kind of the the new sort of movement and the new direction that a lot of the live shows are kind of going in. Um, yeah. 
But I think it is, yeah, it's all because of that personal kind of intimate connection. And, you know, you're surrounded by people well, if you're the host of the house concert, then you're surrounded by people that you like and you care about and you're bringing the music that you like into your home and sharing it with them. And I think it creates a whole shared experience that's, that you don't really get in a venue, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I think for me, as, as an independent artist, um, like going to different, especially when I was living in England and in London, going to different venues every single night, it didn't give anything because you don't get paid and you have to bring the crowd. And if you don't have an audience yet in that city, there is no one there. And often the people who are there are just drunk and they don't care. So like playing live didn't really give anything to me. So I spent that time building my audience online. And then you kind of, when you build your audience online, I have like one fan in every country, you know? <laughs> so it's really hard for me to tour because if I go to a country, there is no one there that I can play for, even though I have like almost 30,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. So it's a strange thing. But when, when you do it like house concerts, you only play for maybe 10 people, but these people, they love what you do so much. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, it's just, it's a concept that really works for me at least. Um, so, I mean, I read in your bio um, that there was a time that you were like sleeping on your fans' floors when you were playing um, in different places. Just from my own curiosity, what kind of strange experiences did that lead to? Um, like, did you find anything really weird, like on a fan's floor? Or <laughs> you don't have to name names. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. Well,. There were a couple of strange experiences, um, but you know, it was more like, because that year um, I was in that kind of transition where I didn't make money from my music yet and I refused to take a day job. So I just basically gave up my flat and decided to just not live anywhere. So I crashed whatever I could crash and sometimes that was at, at strangers places and sometimes with fans that I knew quite well and sometimes not quite well and sometimes I just slept like at airports a lot of airports and stuff like that and so there were a couple of strange things like I met so many weird people but you know these are like memories that I will never forget so it was a lot of fun did you ever wake up with someone just looking at you <laughs> while you sleep <laughs> it happens sometimes because I, I crashed at like some um, bus stations you know there are some big bus stations in England and um, I just like sometimes it felt quite safe especially during the summer so I'm like maybe I can just lie here for a few hours yeah. like and then I woke up someone like pointing at me you can't lie here <laughs> like, okay I'm sorry <laughs> just take my guitar and leave <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. They, I, I, yeah, it must have looked really strange, like a girl sitting there with a guitar and just sleeping. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. It makes for a good song, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I wrote so many songs that year. Oh exactly. my god! <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was crazy. So, what sort of advice would you give to someone who maybe is in the position right now that you were in two, three, four years ago, and you know maybe doesn't have a following and is still just starting out? What would you say to them? I say just don't stop because there are so many people who 
you know, they they maybe build this project or they write an EP or write an album and then they expect that EP or album to just take them places. And when it doesn't, they're like, oh my God, I've been doing this for six months and I'm not like huge yet. What do I do, you know? And now I'm sitting here, you know, I've been doing this for like five years now. Like I work on this every single day. I've never had a day job. So I've been working on this every single day, like every minute. And you know, I can finally kind of make a comfortable living of it, but it's, it's hard work and like, and I'm still just getting started. I know that it's going to take maybe 10 more albums to like actually get myself in a position where I feel like people know what kind of music I stand for now. Mm -hmm. And so I say, just don't stop because as long as you haven't stopped, you haven't failed. You just have to just be, keep going and work on your craft and like do something every single day to get you somewhere. Well, that's beautiful. As long as you haven't stopped, you haven't failed. I love yeah. that. That's that's beautiful. Very okay. much. And, you know, uh, you utilize crowdfunding, right? Because you built your following and everything. There yeah. are a lot of people actually that aren't either aware of crowdfunding or think that it, don't realize the benefits of it. You know, mm. especially out of all the crowdfunding um, platforms you could have used, would you really recommend Pledge Music to someone who's considering crowdfunding? I can only speak good of Pledge Music, like both the the help that I got from the whole team, like they were so helpful and it was just a simple experience. Um, I, I have like, I don't have any experience with Kickstarter or anything else, so I can't really say anything about it, but in like Kickstarter is just about getting the money while yes. pledge, pledge Music is more about the whole project. So it's a bit of a different concept. But I would also like to say that you should, I think that people should be more careful with crowdfunding because it still is a sensible thing asking people for money. Mm -hmm. Like I know that people, pe there are so many people telling me just like, all the way from the beginning, like three years ago, like you should do a crowdfunding thing. And I knew that you need to show them that they can trust you like yes. before you ask them for money and it took me five years to get to that point when I felt comfortable asking for money so people should be careful with it but when you have that connection just go for it because it can help you a lot all right are you ready for 20 questions yes I'm okay. scared about this because I always mumble when I don't know what to say okay. <laughs> oh no this is a uh, this this will be fun yeah we'll just, <laughs> well, it's playing Marcio that's going to be mumbling given some of the questions that we've written yeah, here we're, we're going to try to pronounce some of Sweden's best foods <laughs> okay <laughs> be fun. okay ready yes here we go coffee or tea coffee meatballs <laughs> or veggies I'm vegetarian so veggies oh good job CD or vinyl <laughs> Uh, I hate to say CDs, but CDs. Summer or winter? So, autumn. <laughs> London or Berlin? <laughs> oh, Berlin. Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Melody yeah. or rhythm? Rhythm. ABBA or IKEA? <laughs> Both at the same time. Indie or major? Indie. Rain or shine? Rain. Pickled herring or pea soup and pancakes? <laughs> pancakes. <laughs> Iceland or ice cream? Ice cream in Iceland. Oh, Celine Dion <laughs> or Marilyn Manson? Celine Dion. Saffron's Buller and Pepper Kakor? <laughs> or, or Graved Eaks? <laughs> what? Uh, Saffron's Pilar, the first one. 
<laughs> Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. Crop cocker. <laughs> or Gabrora? What? Gabrora? Gabrora? Crop cocker. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? Why are you doing this to me, Ross? I got the first one. Can you spell the second one? What? G U B B O R. Oh, sorry. G U B B R O R A. What? I have no idea. Well, but yeah, I go for that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ricky, <laughs> Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ricky Martin. Whale or kale? Whale. Okay. <laughs> Be- I thought you'd pick kale because you're vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was thinking about the animal. It's a quite nice animal. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bette Midler or the Riddler? The Riddler. And finally, okay. Ross or Marcio? Oh, you look so pretty, both of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> both of you together, like this. Okay. <laughs> she she won't pick. <laughs> that's no, fine. That's a, that, that's a that's a tie. That's a tie. That's a tie. It's our first tie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Oh my gosh, this has been so so much fun. Uh, do you? We need to you, get you to pronounce Swedish words more often, Marcio. It was it was perfect. You should totally. We can switch. <laughs> um, do you have any? Uh, and do you have any music recommendations for our listeners? Anything that you're listening to right now that they should be listening to? Yes, there is. Um, some of my friends actually from um, from Dublin, and they are um, playing in a band called Slow Skies, and they are they're doing like this kind of dreamy pop raw music, and it's beautiful. So I want to check them out. And then Charles Simpson just released a new album that I've been listening to yeah. on repeat. It's like so Simpson. good. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There are a lot of good new bands coming up right now, actually. Um, yeah, but those are the, the biggest ones, yeah. Very cool. Well, this has been so much fun. We have yes. technical difficulties that no one's going to know, but... <laughs> <laughs> This is, yeah, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, hopefully you'll come back. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Absolutely. Awesome. And, and we can, uh, uh, people can find you online at charlotteerickson.com. Yes. On Twitter, which is... Uh, Twitter.com slash justaglasschild. Um, yeah, or just... Facebook, everywhere. The Glass Instagram. Child. Yeah. Awesome. Just search for The Glass Child, and you'll find me. Sounds great. Ross, anything you want to add? I think you've said it all. <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> we just want to we just want to wrap up before before our computer breaks again. <laughs> anyway, Finish this yeah. on Swedish. Say the Swedish things again. Which one? <laughs> okay. okay, you know what? Why don't we do this? How do you say goodbye in Swedish? Hey Dua. Hey Dua. Okay, yes. but I did it, so it's not that funny. How about how about we do uh, goodbye? Um, it's, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, something. thank you for yeah, joining us. How about that? Uh, or thank you for listening. Whatever whatever applies best. Tack för att ni lyssnade. Pardon? No, let me let me teach you something good okay, that you okay. can use. Say um, moons. Moons. Fili. Fili. Baba. 
Baba. Moon Spiely Baba? Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> Before I go into I know, is it? Right? It means delicious. Oh, okay. Moon Spiely Baba. Yeah. Okay, so you can say that. The interview has been Moon Spiely Baba. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes. Can you finish every episode of that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's great. Every time you're on the show, we'll do that. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So thank you so much, Charlotte. Thank, thank you. you. Talk to you soon. Ciao. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week.